Hello, everybody. Welcome to Five Star Fridays. We got the whole crew in here today, but we wanted to take a moment at the beginning of the show, and we just wanted to pay our respects to our dear friend, LaShawn, that passed away this week. I know it has been, oh, an incredible blow on everybody in the indie comics community. And, you know, I thought it would be nice if we took a second to talk about her and the impact that she had on us and like why we cared about her so much. One of the things that really stands out to me is the number of people from like really close friends that she talked to all the time to some of us that, you know, just recently have become closer friends with her to people that had never actually, you know, met her or spoken to her much. She had such a huge impact on everybody in the indie comics world. And she was such an encourager. She was such an uplifter. She was the type of person that we should all aspire to be in the indie comics community, uplifting people, pointing out the awesome things that they're doing, helping them hone the rough edges off of their projects and polish it and make it better. And she was just such an encourager. She was, you know, a creator of her own series. She was an uplifter of other people. She opened her own comic book store right before COVID, which was an amazing feat. Um, and she was so well-loved in her community. I mean, when we were at Alabama, like, she was legit probably the biggest star at the whole show because there wasn't anybody that didn't come through that show that didn't want to stop and take a picture with her. Like, we hardly got to spend any time with her at the show because she was so busy with everybody that wanted to come up and take pictures because they'd met her at her shop or they had met her at other events. And, like... She was really, she was great. She was great. We were talking earlier, uh, you know, when I was creating um, Green Zone, I was, it wasn't until I got to the point in the script where I realized, oh crap, they need training officers for these other people. I had one created that was integral to the story, but now I needed other characters that I created Claire Waters just like on the page, drew her on the page for the first time, hadn't really planned her out. And I was looking for somebody to pattern her after. And this was right when LaShawn was opening her store and she was all over Facebook, all the interviews that she was doing, all the advertisements and stuff she was doing were everywhere. And I, so she was in my mind and I was like, I'm going to pattern her after LaShawn. And suddenly waters went from being just a nobody character to being this beautiful, vibrant kind of aggressive character that won't take any crap and isn't going to let anybody stop her from achieving her goals and suddenly became this much more complex, interesting character that I dearly love now. And is as a, a much higher role, much bigger role in the story going forward than just somebody to be a training officer. And that's all thanks to her. So I will eternally be grateful for that inspiration. Um, Brian, you have anything you'd like to say? I think for me, Sean, I'm like, for me, new to all of this. Um, what I've seen from is how she affects people. I never mm -hmm. personally met LaShawn, but her presence is everywhere. It's like a force of nature, like a enthusiastic individual, a very 
fun, lovely, exuberant, warm individual. I didn't even know her. And that's the thing. Like, I can feel from everyone who's spoken about her, knew from six threes to six degrees of separation. When I watched those <laughs> damn from Alabama with Mike and everybody in her crib, her was just oh man intoxicating and that's the, the thing was insane like and she was, was like, so welcoming you meet her yeah. and okay yeah we're family now you're welcome into my home i'm gonna love on you like you're my family and that was was amazing and, and that's the thing like i personally didn't know her but i knew that she was a force of nature with everything that she's accomplished, with her beautiful soldier series, the things that she's done, being picked up by comics, being an indie creator and being such a lead in that world, in that space, you know, it's going to, it's a heavy loss across the board. But I know it would be for me, if I, if I personally didn't know, I know she would pick, it, pick your ass up Move, move on and keep going, and of course, in that. So, mm-hmm. it's just, she was a full that's all I can really say about her. She was something that was so positive and such where lights have gone out, she would be your light to go to. Absolutely, Fee. Anything you'd like to say? I mean, I would agree, everything that. Ryan said, and even you, like, it's just, I never had a chance to meet her. And at the same time, I felt her so strongly through her works and and just the presence of the videos. You felt like you were right there. And again, she was just amazing in everything that she did. And I can say that even though I didn't get to meet her, she was such a beacon to me. And when it came to being an example, just like, this is this is what you do. This is how you set the bar. This is how you run after whatever it is that you want to get after. And I admired that so much. And I just, you know, it's it's been a crazy week. But I can say that when it comes to inspiration, when it comes to thrive, like just drive. And when I think about days when I'm low, I just want to do, I think of her because it's just like, what would she do? Would she push through? And she would, you know, take mm-hmm. names and she would crush her goals. And I just really thank her for being that example and being someone I can say that like, it's someone I can look to, especially in my, my weaker days. So mm-hmm. definitely yeah, thank for the family. She was so involved in the community. That even like if, if you weren't like close personal friends with her, like you knew her, you knew her personality, you knew her, her encouragement and her inspiration. And, you know, from other creators to fans, like me and J-Man talk a long time about our conversations with her and stuff, you know, just, she was great and always happy to spend time, you know, talking and helping and whatnot. Like I just had to hit her up the, you know, a few days ago for, a stupid question. Like I had asked you at the con too about hair because like I literally, I based waters on her and you know, in the third book, they're in this emergency situation. Things have been blowing up. And I was like, how long would it be before you fixed your hair? Like, I mean, would you like not worry about it, you know, and just make sure that everything's taken care of or would you be trying to fix it along the way? Because like, it's not something I have to worry about. (laughs) 
but you know, I guarantee you, like if my beard was sticking up in my face, I would get it out of the way. And so I had to, I hit her up and asked her about it and you know, told her that I, and she laughed and thought it was hilarious and was like, yeah, I, I absolutely would be fixing my hair along the way. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look all crazy out there, but you know, she had time to answer a silly question like that for me. And, and I'm grateful. Tony, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> LaShawn definitely was somebody, I mean, so, you know, we work, then I want to start with saying that any, the any community is a tribe, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's people who work in different circles, there's people who are connected through people that know people, and we're just, overall, we're just, just this tribe of people who, like, we might not, you know, be the best of friends, or we might not work directly together, but we kind of all know what everyone's doing. Right, mm-hmm. you see it. Um, we shared a lot of the same circles. Me and her never really got to connect on the levels like as other people have. Um, I will say I was going through. I looked through Messenger, and um, she did reach out to me when I dropped five star one the first time and told me that she loved it. And um, we were we uh, as far as short fuse goes, we both signed on the first day. We both got our starter jerseys. They had this big old thing, and I can remember seeing. They were announcing three, and they had us in, like, order of kind of, like, who was the biggest. And I was second on the list. And I was thinking, like, well, damn, I wonder who's number one. And I seen it was LaShawn, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, if I'm second to LaShawn, like, I'm cool with that. That's cool. You know what I mean? So, uh, no, I think um, I think everything you guys have said is, is true. Uh, to have that presence in the community, just somebody who um, – I, my my timeline's been full with it for the last, you know what I mean, the whole week. It's been, it, it hurts. Someone like that, it hurts the indie tribe in general. The tribe is hurting. Um, but like Ryan said, she would get to it, right? Yeah. It's time to get to it. Uh, I encourage the ladies in our in our in our group who were, you know, they were really the first day just really took him back and they were upset and they were sharing stories. And I, and the, and the best thing I can say is just, you know, remember her through your works, keep grinding, grind at a level that you know that she was grinding at, you know, pursue your passions the way she pursued her passions and through your work and your passions, just show that essence of what she embodied. And I think that's, that's the important thing for everybody to, uh, you know, to walk away with. Um, Cause that's what she would want. She wanted to see everybody, you know, strive. Everybody do their thing. She was a warm heart. So that's what we're gonna we're gonna keep doing. That I'm glad we was able to share some words for Lashawn. Um, the comments were beautiful. Appreciate it. Fish had to uh, remind me to share them. <laughs> that used to be his role. But uh, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it like she would have got to it, right? Uh-huh. We're going to carry on. Today, we're talking about a huge, huge landmark in the comic book world. My co-host even said, yo, bro, are you talking about the whole? We're not talking about pieces. We're going to do the whole. I said, we're going to do the whole thing. The X-Men. The X-Men in all its glory. It might end up being a two-parter, and that's okay. We'll see. But the X-Men. 
super iconic. I would say, and I'm going to ask you guys this question, are the X-Men the greatest team in comics? Would you say for you, or just yes. in general, that they are the greatest <laughs> team in comics? Is that even a question? It's a question <laughs> I just asked, my friend. He's got me thinking about it now, though. Oh, I think okay. certain teams of the X-Men are iconic and are far superior. Certain teams are forgettable. Like, you know, there have been certain lineups that, you know, don't have the same impact. But, yeah, I mean, they're up there. As my sis would say with Moana, as the most iconic Iron Studios X-Men operation statue. Ryan was telling me about that. Oh, man. I heard it was epic. I want to see it. Best team of all time. I'm exiting. Okay, okay. Have a good night. Take care. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Mic drop. And that song, Mary Had a Lamb, boo. (laughs) I got to agree. Did everybody say yes? Did everybody say yes? Yes. Pretty much. Okay. I know you did. See, I couldn't remember what Fish said if he was. I mean, I mean, he was going back and forth. I mean, like the Justice League would be, you know, would be more iconic than certain runs of forgettable X Men, you know. But like when you put like the first class together or the new class when Wolverine and Nightcrawlers, I mean, yeah, they're awesome. Okay, I'm agreeing then with the three of you. Yes, I would say as a team, they are. The most iconic team in comics. I'm, I'm putting them over the Fantastic Four. I'm putting them over the Justice League. I'm putting them over the Avengers. The X-Men are top tier when it comes to team in, in, in comics. Now, let me ask you the next question, and this one's a hard one because there's so many good ones. <sighs> Who's your favorite X-Men and why oh. are they oh. your favorite? I don't want just to, oh, my name's this, and you can't tell me why. I need to know. And you you guys in the comments, I need to know, too. Who is Brad is disagreeing? <laughs> that Brad. Brad. Thank you. Brad, Thank Brad you, gonna be difficult. Brad, you're going to be difficult tonight. Brad, Brad said, Javon tonight. might be here tonight, but yes, I'm taking Juana. his spot tonight. I'm going to be Dang. difficult. Well, one says Storm right off the rip. She didn't even give time with the wrong way to speak. Her fingers she don't were need to. She got fast. a statue this big, bro. Lightning fast. She said, Y'all need to go first on your on your favorite X-Men because mine's gonna be a whole state, a whole tale. Right, here's here's so. here, here we go. I'm gonna go. I'll go. Because no, hold on. Because my boy Javon said it. I'm gonna follow up. Cyclops is my favorite, hands down. Why is Cyclops your favorite, Tony? Why? Well, the reason is Cyclops, he's a good leader. He's a strong leader, right? He might have got overlooked when Wovey with the claws came in. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Wolverine. Nah, son, he held down the team. He is the leader of the team. I don't care if there's a little yellow angry man with claws. Cyclops is the leader of the X-Men, and he will do what needs to be done to keep that team going and for the mutants. Cyclops has been put in way more crazier situations 
Moana, Storm is good too, but this is it's, it's, I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. But these comments are coming in so fast. I keep clicking on one, and I'm like, I try to click on the one, but the other one comes in so quick that uh, there's a skill set to it. There I is. Doing it. <laughs> Dang. B, give it to me. Who is it? I'm gonna go Cyclops. Cyclops it's Storm. I'm backing up with my girl Moana. It's Storm. I. Javon said she it. needs no introduction. I mean, again, as soon as we said who was your favorite, she popped, she popped up. I mean, Indeed. again, she's just she's the OG. She's held it down. I mean, look, Cyclops is mad. I mean, you know, Cyclops, Cyclops, uh, Storm is not more OG. I'm just saying. Cyclops has had saying. some bad runs. Like he's you know, like, I mean, he's he had holding it down. I mean, again, as a cosplayer, I mean, she she's the OG. I mean, she's just the beast. But Cyclops is more of an OG than Storm. I, Oh, I yeah, mean, he goes back further, but man. He goes back further. She still came out. Talking about good in his outfit, That's though. I'm saying. That's all I got to say. We just talking about OG status, okay? Cyclops goes back further. That's all I'm saying. You Adam, finished? what up? Are we done? <laughs> what you got, Ryan? Because mine's, Ryan, a, mine's I'm, a, I'm, a I'm curious to hear Ryan's tale. Let's hear it. All y'all bitches right now, because y'all got some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love Storm. Storm is beautiful. Storm is elegant. Storm is Storm beautiful. Is I'm not arguing leader. the fact that Storm is not beautiful. Thank you, Moana. Yeah, she's a natural She's in my leader. top three. Moana, I'm sorry. All kings. She has, I'm sorry. She has Thank been you. the opus. She has been the opus of Thank you, Brad. Cyclops is a G-O-G. He is the number one. He is the first X-Men. He is the OG of all OGs. But y'all niggas get me twisted right now. Because my boy has not been mentioned right now. And y'all need to both exit the building B and five star. Maybe fish. It's maybe Magneto. 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 Okay. I, I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't really before, I wasn't putting Magneto. Okay. He, okay. he was the Magnus of all opus of Magnus. He is the OG villains, yep. reformed anti hero. I'm not arguing at all. Don't take <laughs> bullshit no one, okay? And he will smack dab all you mofos. And when you talk about leaders, Magneto is up there. And he's you talk about making the he's hard lying. choices. Magneto will wipe out a whole species to protect his he, own. He's like, up there. You know. When I was at, I love Magneto. Moana's, when I was at Moana, she, she had the opus of all Magneto. Okay, <laughs> Magneto. I'm exiting. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> Javon, what was that? Magneto literally kneeled to Cyclops. Now you can't help what one writer is going to do in a book, but I mean, no. Hey, at let me, the same let me, time, let me like all the quick. mutants came down to not, saying they were going to back here. Cyclops. So, <laughs> let me let, hold on real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. I will say that if you were to ask me who my favorite villain was, it would have been Magneto. So I can't be mad at you for saying Magneto is your favorite X Men because he is up there on the list. And he is so is he, Storm. Respectfully, he is an they're both should be up there. He is an X Men fish. What you got? Okay, now way back in the day, 
Uh-oh. in the year of our Lord, 1970-something, there was a little fishy. And that little fishy little fish. was playing in the playground and climbing in the trees and digging in the sandbox and finding mm-hmm. the cat turds and flicking them out. And Stop it. this little fishy went to bed every night and he yep. prayed for something different because, you know, he had been explained clearly that God was, was a more omnipotent version of Santa Claus and whatever you ask for, you will receive. So I went to bed every night praying for something. I'm, I'm loving I went it. to I'm bed praying it. that I would wake up a chimpanzee because I wanted to have the monkey feet and I wanted to be able to grab things with my feet and hang upside down. Mm. I woke up. I would go to bed praying that I would wake up with a tail because I wanted a prehensile tail so I could whoo, and grab things and you know. Okay. I went to bed at night praying that I would wake up blue so many damn times. Mm. You do not know how many times I, I edited this down. <laughs> I wanted to wake up blue with monkey feet and a tail. <sighs> oh my god, when I found Nightcrawler. I freak the fuck out. That is it. I love all the X-Men. I love Colossus. I love I love all of them. I, I love mm-hmm. Wolverine. I love all of them. But freaking Nightcrawler, dude, is he's my jam, man. He's everything I ever wanted to be. He's freaking half pirate, half priest. Like, I mean, he's Oh, dude. And swashbuckling with the tail. So come on. All right. Okay. Maybe you can move the magnetic forces of the earth. But, man, when he got that sword and that tail, he is a badass. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Nightcrawler is my boy. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and but say hey, all strong, all strong picks. Strong. strong picks. Very strong. I, that's the thing. That's why when you're saying teams, right? And you're talking about just dope teams. How can you go wrong with a good X-Men team? There's just so many dope characters. We lost Fee. That's okay. She'll come back in. She took that personally. She was out. She took that hard. She left early. She left She's in now. She took it. She took I came back. I just did a night crawler. I just tried. I came right back. There you go. Oh, <laughs> bam. Hey. So you can't go wrong when when you're talking about a team that has so many dynamic characters. Gambit, Rogue, exactly. All honorable mentions. Beast, honorable mention. Um, And unlike some of the other teams, like they are legit a family too. Like you get all the family dynamics going on between these mm -hmm. people and love triangles and bitter that daddy likes you better. And you know, you get more attention and all that kind of stuff that makes them so interesting. The thing with men that that set aside from everything else is their critical thinking. They're oppressed. They're diverse. They're different. There's never been anything from when you think about comics from the 60s, those are the golden age of comics. Those are, mm-hmm. you were different. You weren't allowed to be seen. With X-Men, you were seen. If you were different, mm-hmm. that's what sets this, uh-huh. that's why they're so powerful in such an impactful way. Not to even mention that every X-Men individual personality, 
their own individualism and they were completely under guard from anything else. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, who killed? Who got killed? Wait, me? What are you talking about? I just had a see. I'm on. I'm on warn people right now. Warn people right now. This nigga's tired. I just got off work. I just said. That's <laughs> ignored. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm tired. As you can I'm see, old. Ryan, Ryan's time to go night night. I'm old. Jesus. Time to go night night. Okay. We're going to move forward from that. He he might sleep. In the end, that's okay. What was his name? Who got killed? On the, oh, Thunderbird. Thank oh, you. okay. I thought, bro, I didn't know if you like seen something flash across your screen. It's like a thing <laughs> about a fit. real person. I, I thought somebody there. else died. I'm like, bro, he what are you talking redemption. about? He needs to have a redemption. That's all I can uh, say. Okay. All right. Next question. Has any other mainstream comic book hit on social injustice and social issues like the X-Men has? Not a major one and not to the same extent. I mean, like, you know, Green Lantern, Green Arrow did their, you know, oh, you're, you know, your sidekicks on drugs and stuff. But like X-Men really got down into it and got into how ugly we will treat each other and how hateful we will be towards each other mm -hmm. when we look at the other side as a soulless monster. And as long as the other side's a soulless monster, no matter what side it is, there's no way to ever come to the middle on that. And the beautiful thing that I love about the X-Men is because they are this fantasy imaginary kind of different, anybody that feels different can identify with that. You know, it doesn't matter if you're white or black or Latino, or if you're new to a country, or if you're born with a neurological disorder that, you know, makes you different than everybody else. If yeah. you know, you're gay or trans or whatever, like anything that makes you feel different and ostracized from the rest of the world and the rest of the people around you mm. makes you feel like you can fit in, in the X-Men that makes it feel like a welcoming place. And all these people, are welcomed in even though like you might be a giant metal russian who is you know a stout communist but we can still be friends and we can still live together and work together and agree on all kinds of other things even if we don't agree on like how the country might should be run so yeah. you know that's, that's what i love fish. about them <laughs> Papa fish. everybody crazy uncle v everybody <laughs> crazy uncle v ryan v Anything to add to that? For me, it, they the, always dealt with like geopolitical. It was a very, 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 very political. That's what was so good about X Men. Mm. Like, like, even the movies always had some sort of <clears throat> geopolitical concept in their movies. It was a waste of time. Thank you, Brian Singer. But like, for me, you know, X-Men is a defeat of change. I was always, I saw X-Men for the first time. My dad brought me home X-Men for the first time. And like, it was a book that changed my life because mm -hmm. I, I saw part of me in these characters, you know, and it really got kicked over the edge when I started collecting everything 
that had to deal with X Men. You yeah. know, so X Men was part of my childhood, a part of my life. You know, yeah. it's the book that changed everything for me. When I used to do like I predicted Halle Berry was gonna play Storm back in like nineteen pitches. So. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. You are the originator, so I do believe that. Uh, Fee, anything to add? I mean, whoo! He had to put the year on that. I was like, I'm not even gonna put <laughs> what was going on in that year. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but what did you say? Ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Mm. I think I was uh, five years old watching the anime. Five years old, yes. Anime mm -hmm. series. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I was. I was just coming into the world, you know, so it's, it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> um, I can say at the same in the same regard that X-Men has a very special place in my heart because, again, that was the first thing that my dad, like, sat me down. And when it looked at comics and, and stories, X-Men was it. And so, like, learning about <laughs> everything, about everyone, how they came together and, like, the messaging, just, like, kind of the overall story of just, like, these are different people, but they've come together with this this notion, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, so I can definitely say, even with that, even with the cool story, when me and my dad met uh, Stanley when I was like eight years old, he told me, he said, I'm so glad I was able to have a character that you could look up to. And I can say that's something I will always remember and I will never forget because it was just mm. so cool. And it's such a it, it meant so much to me. So I was just like, I mean, X-Men always has a special place in my heart because it has so many things and it's so full of depth and texture. So I do love that. Sure. I do have yeah. to admit in the spirit of true transparency, Little Fish hated the X-Men. I could not stand them when Ooh. I was young because mm -hmm. I saw them for exactly what Stanley started them out as, as just a cop out to not have to make up how they got their superpowers. And that as, as a little tiny comic enthusiast that pissed me off because like the coming up with how you got your powers was the most awesome aspect to me of these characters. You know, you got bit by a radioactive spider. Who the hell would have thought of that? You know, a gamma bomb goes off and turns you into a green monster. It's freaking amazing. You're the last child from an abandoned planet that exploded. That's awesome. You know, yeah. like all of these crazy ways that they got their powers was my favorite thing about superheroes. And, and I was collecting all this knowledge as a kid so I could figure out how to get bitten by a radioactive gamma spider from another planet so I could, you know, turn into some, I'd probably die. But anyway, you know, I was trying to figure this out. Like, I wanted to figure out how to be a superhero. And now it's just like, yeah, I'm just born that way. Well, shit, I can't just be born that way. I was already born. It's too late. You know, you should have told me beforehand. It just made me furious. But as I, as I you know, was creeping into my teenage years, my mom, you know, she knew I loved comics. She didn't get it. She didn't know which ones. So she went and bought me a stack of comics. And there was like this obscured nothing issue of X-Men that's Havoc and Rogue stuck in like, you know, some alternate something with a sentinel that has a virus inside of him that's making him sentient. And they're dealing with this sentinel. And 
something about that just struck me as interesting. And it was so different than everything else that I was reading. It wasn't the same old standard comic book fair. So I had to give it another try and I had to check out some more issues. And next thing I know, you know, young preteen fishy got hooked on it because now I understand what it feels like to be an outsider. I understand what it's like to have everybody in the new school picking on you because you're some freaky giant that's bigger than everybody. And now all of a sudden they became something that I could identify with, you know, feeling like I was born different than everybody else. Little fishy didn't get it. Preteen fishy did get it. So it, it brought me around. Oh, that's but, yeah. Family tree is written, girl. Summer's family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Family Havoc is another one, for sure. Mm -hmm. Hey, for me, X-Men Animated Series is what brought me in. And this little gem right here I'm about to show you. I had this. I had this. Uh, bro, it came out in 92. I was two years old, Brian. What do you want from me, bro? I can't help <laughs> it. Look. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Pride. The X Men. I had this on. Bring my X Men. Old one right there. It was like night. it was oh, like five episodes on VHS. Yeah. Your favorite ball. Oh series. man, that goes way further yeah. back. Yes. Yeah. Give me that. that goes all the way back give me to that. um. That goes all the way back to Spider Man and his amazing friends and the yes. Incredible Hulk yeah, Hour because they were we going to it. launch the X Men. Then there was a crossover episode with Spidey and friends in the X-Men. And that's where I fell in love <laughs> with the Australian Wolverine because he was Australian yeah, for some oh, reason. I, in that cartoon. I, I don't know Play how, team. I don't know how, and I don't know where this VHS came into our house. All I can tell you <laughs> is that me and my little brother rewinded that tape so many times and watched those four episodes of that show of that tape that we eventually ruined that tape. <laughs> oh yeah. I rented that thing from the local store so many freaking times. I think I was the only person that ever did. But dude, oh I loved it. Yeah. So that was like Jam. my uh, little baby like my first baby. um Kitty Pride. <laughs> yep. So my next question if we're talking about comic books here. Comic books. Who's your go to artist? When it comes to drawing the X-Men. This is my game changer for everybody. The game changer for everybody who can think of the game changer is Jim Lee's X-Men. Everybody loves the X-Men characters. Uh, but for me, this is hard. Because, I mean, there's runs that I like. Even Generation X was a game changer. Um, mm. the artist, uh, uh, Jesus, yeah, Andy Cooper, yeah, fish. I'll take the lead and then I'll go next. I gotta think, I gotta think, man. I, there's so many, you know, like, yeah, the old school stuff. I absolutely love, I absolutely love those old books, actually. And uh, yeah, it probably Claremont. Because mm. run is strong with me. Like, oh yeah, that's a deep mm. part of heart. And for me, is Claremont for sure. Yeah, yeah. Claremont, uh, and 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 like back in those days, that's the thing about the X Men. Like back then, when they were a nothing book that nobody was paying attention to, 
you know, they got to run wild with that book and do all these amazing things that they couldn't do in Spider-Man because everybody was paying attention to Spider-Man and, you know, everybody was paying attention to Fantastic Four. Nobody was paying attention to this book that was hardly selling for years and years and got canceled and then rebooted. And, you know, so they got to, they got to make the X-Men so awesome because nobody was paying attention. And then once it became this global powerhouse and the highest seller and everybody loves it, then they move in the Jim Lee's and stuff and the hotshot artists and, mm. and it blew up even more, but so it lost a lot of the soul. I can tell you mine. I can tell you mine right I get now. It. Ready. <laughs> you want to know my favorite, my favorite run. Well, no, I don't want to know favorite. your favorite run because I want to hear. I want to okay, hear. Okay, my favorite artist who drew the X Men. Okay. Yes. Frank Quigley. I'm leaving. Frankie Frank. Frankie Frank. New X Men. Grant Morrison. Right. Done. All right. P. I usually base mine because again, since young in the comics, I would say. I don't know. I was like, I enjoyed uh, Frank Bruner's work, but again, I can't, I'm kind of new in that part of the field when it comes to artists. His pencilmanship is pretty impressive just seeing from the work I saw at Pan. So I'm going to go with him by default, but again, at the same time, it's not really as a full depth for that. Okay. Okay. I'm going Jim Lee. I don't care if it's a basic of the basic. If I'm a basic <laughs> B right now, I don't care. Oh, my those costumes are iconic, and I have every single one of those action figures on my shelf, and it is a beautiful shelf. I go downstairs, I look at that shelf, I, I love that shelf, and uh, that was my wife who yelled nerd from the background over there. Um, so that's, that's what I'm going with. Ryan, you can come back. I don't understand why. Is it done yet? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why you're in your feelings for it. We can all agree. You just you just started off by saying how it was a turn how it was a turning point. And now now you're drawing kind of disrespect. It he had such an energy to his stuff. It was so cool looking. It it popped off the page. I don't understand the disrespect right now. The stories didn't have the same kind of depth that they did with like John Burns. So you know, he's my favorite. Because of the age I was at the time, but mm -hmm. I think you know the stories and stuff back in the day with John Byrne drawing were much better. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, talking, okay, okay Jim Lee did right, Jim Lee right. did Mutant Genesis. Are we? Are we? Are you serious? That's an okay. iconic. Let's. I'm not saying let's, it's let's, not. Let's, I'm just saying, once he got involved, you know it it became more about Flash and less about substance. Just kidding. But they were also selling millions of books and, you know, variant covers and hologram oh. covers and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, you know. Okay. But, okay. I mean, Frank, Frank's work on New X-Men is my favorite. Art style is incredibly different from mm. every iteration of X-Men. I mean, he changed Beast. Beast looked more cat-like more organic um everybody looked organic Here we go. Here, here's something that's gonna get it here's some here's something for you ryan i actually 
hate when they make Beast look more like a cat. So there you go. I hate it. Leave. Turn your camera off. I don't like it. Now, when they turned Wolverine feral and he lost his nose, that's ridiculous. I hate that. But I don't like the cat beast, but I like. I can dig it. It's something other than... It's something other I than like, ape or werewolf, which everything else seems to be. So, you know. I like change. Well, I like when they changed it back. Frank Bring up Frank Burke. New X-Men. Okay. All right, hold on. I got you. Mm-mm. Okay, so as I'm looking this up. That's Jimmy's word. Oh, Jimmy word. I right said, there. as I'm looking this up, sir, sir. I want to ask the next question. <laughs> X-Men stories, comic runs. What's your favorite X-Men story? Why is it your favorite? People in the comments, let's hear you too. Let's get it. Javon don't like Cat Beast either, Ryan. So there you go. Javon, we all know Javon's always right. Javon needs to leave. The- hey, um, Ryan. Y'all need building too. Hey, hey, Ryan, you didn't say Jim Lee, so I forgot. Who did you say you want me to look up again? I'm sorry. What was it? Frank. Frank. Quiltly. 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 I don't know how you say his last name. It's always Frankie to me. (laughs) Okay. You want to talk about your... your... Q. You want to All right, the, Ryan. Uh, so, what's your favorite? What's your favorite story run? Story? Uh, no, no. I'll go left. I'll go left. <laughs> go For me, and it's purely it because of when it hit in my life. The whole Genosha storyline in the nineties that went across all the books. That was my favorite. Like encouraging everybody to come here and we're going to, we're going to love you. And then turning you into mindless slaves and teenagers for some reason with storm, uh, that them in those so 90 skin tight suits with the patches all over them and the no, Oh my God. I loved that so hard at the time and it could not be more nineties, but I love that storyline. And what's his name? Who just would not die as a head on the end of this telescoping robot monster. What was his name? Um, Oh, my God. I loved him. I loved the whole thing. Right. Hodge. That's it, Javon. I knew he'd know. Javon, hey, Javon is a guru. Javon just sits around all day reading comics and talking smack. That's all he does. Hey, I don't, I don't blame him. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Ryan. The originator. Turn. Oh, okay, Fee. That's my turn. Okay. <laughs> I was like, even though. I was able to read a couple of the comics. I know with Storm being my my OG, I was kind of intrigued with the story of Rogue because I guess when I was younger, I didn't truly understand like the struggles that she had to deal with considering her powers. But um, mm. 
I guess I would say her storyline and kind of how they portrayed her both in the animated series and also the movies was kind of interesting to me. So I was always okay. like finding a way to discover herself. Cannonball is one of my all time favorites, J Man. But like, <laughs> you know, to me, he's X Force. And so, you know, uh, but hold on from that because that's another question. Hold another question. I think Ron is Gorson's new X Men. E is for extinction. When they destroyed Genosha. <laughs> when they destroyed her. And when Emma <laughs> came back as the big queen. E is for extinction. <laughs> new X Men. Grant. Boom! Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised. Did, did anyone like uh, Age of Apocalypse at all, or no? We, we oh man, I loved it. I mean, anything okay. that okay. shows Age me like was fun as hell. So, alternate yeah. reality versions of what would have yeah. been. I absolutely yeah. love it. Like, yeah. what yeah. if okay. and Elseworlds yeah. and stuff are some of my favorite books. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, my top. I'm gonna go with. There's a few. Uh, Schism where we really get to see a failed Cyclops. He He's at his bottom, you know what I mean? And and it, and it kind of shows, it's a, it's a time in the comic book where they kind of show like what's really, like Wolverine came popular, right? Everybody loved Wolverine, 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 Wolverine. They kind of show that story there in the book. Wolverine is Professor Xavier's like success story? He can't do nothing. Like he's he's on top of his game, whereas Cyclops is not. He feels like a failure. That's where you really got you really start to see like that change in Cyclops. So I, I enjoy that book, um, Mutant Genesis, and something that's newer. It's kind of old now, but I like the run that they did where it was uh, X Men versus Avengers. I uh, just because of some of the fights that we got to see. In that book. When Gambit and Captain America went at it and Gambit blew up them scales on Captain America's suit, I just I love that part in the book. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with those with those just some just some mentions. Age of Apocalypse is wasn't my favorite, but I love Ultimate Game Changer writer. It will always be Chris yeah. Claremont. Made X Men okay. relevant for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For everyone. Ultimate writer of X Men by far. He's the reason that they are what they are now. Period. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's the building off gave of me that. A new appreciation on X Men. Always be Grant Morrison. It will be. Him. So, yeah. Okay. 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 Let me ask you this next question. I guess this is a two-parter. Your your goats, your favorite X-Men team. This is your I mean, if you're talking about I, this is the team that I mess with. What team are you going with? And then on second to that, what sub team? So you know they came out with X4. We've had we've had different types of sub teams with the X-Men. <laughs> What's your go-to X-Men team? 
See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand this to you. You would do me first. I would. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> it's hard. I don't know. Um, I guess I have to go to fall on this one. I can't. I don't want to just say. I just want to pick one randomly. I don't. I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of neutral on that. I don't know. Okay. I have a team. Exactly. Let me, okay, let me ask you okay. this then. This is this is a wild one right here. Okay, you might you might even take some time for y'all to, to to get this. I already know my team. You dude. are. What's your favorite team, Ryan? Go ahead and tell us real quick. We already know the nineties. You being aggressive tonight. Now you trying to get hurt. Period. The nineties was a crazy period. Heroes, villains, but yes, the goat is. The team. It will always. <laughs> be blue, blue team, team all day. Team yes. Okay. I know there's my blue is... team. I know there's team, but the blue team is for the blue team. Is, the blue team goes hard. Okay. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fishy? Indeed. Well, you know, the blue team's iconic, but like, you know, and. They got Forge, which is you know one of my other Forge. favorite mutants. Forge, so yeah. you know, I I dig that team. My f- favorite, one of my favorite teams that's X Men related at all though is like J Man was saying that original X Force lineup with freaking Cannonball and Boom yeah. Boom and Wolf Spain and Richter and oh my god, I love that team. And <laughs> it, and it's purely right. because of when it hit. You know, I was I was a rebellious teenager wanting to change the world. And here's a bunch of rebellious teenagers out there trying to change the world. And, you know, it just hit at the right point for me. And it will cannonball will always be one of my favorites. I wish I wish Generation X popped off, man, because we had that front. You know, and like mm-hmm. I like the characters like and all the new mutants that came Venice and all those people, you know. I think for me, like I wish Generation X popped off because it was a cool comic, you know. But it just it just didn't work. Pop off. Okay, okay. The next question I got. I'm sorry. I'm trying to navigate this mouse between these two screens and it's giving me a hard time for some reason right now. I don't know what's going on. My next question. You. Or Professor X. Indeed. And you get to pick. And I'm not talking about like we're not talking about strongest. We're not I don't I hate when people OP teams. We're not talking about I'm just gonna overpower this team. I'm talking about a well balanced team. I'm gonna make all the amazing. You get to pick you get to pick <laughs> a five man X Men team. Who are you going with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Five. I got mine. Okay, whoever whoever's ready can go ahead and go. Go ahead and go, Ryan. If you got it, go. I'm trying to go count ahead, five. Ryan. We we wait on you. Why are we waiting on me? All right. Because you, you were be like at five. You said five. five. Yep. 
Night Colossus, Kitty Storm, and the OP of P's Iceman. That's my five. Mm. Uh, that's a good one. That's solid, bro. That's solid. Let's see. Let me let me let me let me hop in the comments real quick. Javon hit us with Cyclops, Emmerfrost, Storm, Colossus, okay. and Iceman. Okay. Strong team. One? Strong team. Strong team. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, I thought I was thinking about Emma. Yes. Storm, Beast, Wolverine, Strong, strong, strong team. Strong team. That's team. That's right there. Strong blue team. I understand it would depend on the mission, but I'm talking about this overall yeah. handling any mission. This is your team. No other X Men are available. This is who. This is who you. This is who you roll with. Who you, who you going? I feel like Fish is writing stuff down. Fish, are you uh, writing Fish, stuff down? I, I, Fish is I'm thinking. trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think that last block on my playlist here. Favorite stuff is when the original X-Men team came back to their present time to discover Professor X had a new X-Men team. So they called themselves X-Factor. And later on, the apocalypse <laughs> storyline and Angel was transformed into Archangel. Yeah, like, <laughs> I dig I dig Arch, Archangel, but I miss regular Angel, too. Like I do, too. I do, too. I hate more running than the strong Angel. And mm -hmm. I want to I want to comment real quick because of because of what what J-Man just said. This X Factor team right here is one of my favorite. I'm talking about my my second alternative X team, Strong. led by my boy Havoc right here. This is yes. it. Mm -hmm. yes. Strong guy. Strong guy. Boom, boom. Okay, I got my five. Um, it, the hey, last one was really killing me. Yvonne, chill, chill. Okay, but Just chill. Uh, I gotta have Scott as the leader because okay. you know he's just. There are lots of great leaders out there, but I think you know in the pinch, Scott's gonna be the best. Uh, gotta have Nightcrawler on there because he's just all around so talented at so many things. Gotta have Colossus for a powerhouse. Gotta have Kitty Pride to get into those places that nobody else can get into. But I was stuck on number five because, like, do you want to throw another powerhouse mm -hmm. in there? Do you want to mm -hmm. throw, like, an Iceman in there that can, you know, use those kind of powers? Do you want to use a Richter that's mm -hmm. going to knock everything down? Do you, I mean, just, uh, Magneto's going to rip it all to shit. And, you know, or Jean Grey mm -hmm. that, you know, can use her telepathy and her telekinesis and all that. Hey. But she's, she's a wild card, bro. She's a wild card, though. Exactly. You don't know what you're gonna get. You, you know, you just like roll a one as a twenty with her, and that ain't. I'm not down she for might that. Cool. I mean, she's going through some shit. You nailed it for me when you pulled up that image of the other team. Multiple man, hands down, because mm. suddenly you got a hell of a freaking team on your side to overwhelm she's enemy forces. And it's Cyclops and Multiple Man. He has but with Cyclops and Multiple Man. Fish knows. That's why my team is superior <laughs> than your team. Here's my team. I'm going with Cyclops. He is team lead terror. Okay? I'm going with Storm because if Cyclops goes down, I know I have a no, one, a powerhouse, two, a great second field leader. Mm-hmm. Third, I'm going to go with Beast because not only is he a beast when it comes to fighting, he's also very intelligent and can figure some shit out, right? If I got to go more stealthy approach, I'm going with Kitty Pride on my team 
And then I'm going to round that off with some strength with Colossus. That is my five right there. What was that about? I hate it when teams are overpowered. Uh, what was that? What? That is I mean, not you might as well have stuck freaking Superman and Goku on there. And, that is not overpowered. You know, <laughs> one Punch Man, and we're done. You know, we'll I, throw I, All Might I, in there just to round it out. And you know, I don't feel like that's okay. Right, I have a question. I didn't say Apocalypse, Magneto. Uh, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Ryan. I need you to, I need you to remember that question. I need you to hold that question oh, down in your mind for one week. Oh, okay. Because oh. it is 705 and we've hit that hour mark and I know we can keep going, but we, we don't want to hold up two. people's Fridays. We will do X-Men part 2. Ryan, you got to remember that question. Y'all be ready in the comments, all right? Yeah. We need to know who your team is, all this stuff. Y'all be ready with the questions because we. Be I want to hear what y'all got to say about this because, you know, some of this has been yeah. nonsense, you know, because, I mean, like, Nightcrawler is obviously the superior X-Men. But hey, uh, want to get back to work, homie. <laughs> get back to work, Ryan. You ain't got time to be on this show. You ain't got time to be on this show. Anyway, that is all we got for y'all. It has been a blast. We took that hour up quick. I knew we would. We're going to do a part two on the X-Men next week. I have some more questions to ask everybody. Um, you guys continue to keep grinding. Be a five-star version of yourself. And we are going to end this shindig and catch y'all next Friday talking about X-Men again. Peace out. Be good, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs> I just.